timeline? You've laid out eloquently what the president's been doing. Is there a timeline for when Americans can start feeling some economic pain relief? So in regards to the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, early next year, they will see uh, some of the, um, uh, some of the uh, uh, pieces of that. When you th think about an energy cost, when you think about um, uh, uh, the uh, Medicare kind of benefits from that. So we'll see uh, some movement on that early next year. But when we talk about inflation, gas prices, that's been something that the American people uh, have seen for the past several months, several weeks, and has, as cost has been coming down. Uh, and the hearing aids uh, that I just laid out, that's something that uh, once I have a clearer timeline well, that Americans are going to see that I'll share with you uh, on all of that. But look, we're going to continue. 18 months ago, when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Well, 18 months ago, uh, the president signed the American Rescue Rescue Plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of uh, 2021, and that uh, helped the American people. That helped start uh, uh, reopen small businesses. That helped uh, reopen schools. That was something that was so critical to meet the moment that the American people were going through. That helped put shots in arms. That matters. That was part of the president's economy plan, right? That was part of his policy that helped us gain these jobs back. And you're, you're, you're uh, with, uh, you, you follow economy, you're always asking me economy questions. And it, we created more than 10 million jobs. That's because of what the president was able to do. So we met that moment. So you're asking me about 18 months ago. That's what was going on 18 months ago. Thousands of people were dying a day because of COVID when the president walked in. The American Rescue Plan, which is only, again, only congressional Democrats passed, only congressional Democrats passed, they did it on their own and was able to, to make sure that we got the country back on its feet. All right. Welcome back. It's always in the future, isn't it? You get relief early next year. Vote for us this year. You get relief early next year. Not to mention, you really got to be stupid. I mean, you got to be just plain dumb to actually admit that when Joe Biden signed the American Rescue Act, I mean, you got to be just plain dumb to admit that. I mean, we all know it, but I mean, you just got to be dumb to admit that. So, yes, you're admitting that the reason that we're having the problems that we're having here with inflation is because your boss, Sleepy Creepy, who lately there's been way too many videos again coming out, coming out with him acting very inappropriately and weird with children, signed a document which signed us up for nonstop inflation. <laughs> it's, it's just it's amazing that she would actually admit that. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really stupid. It's it's very, very dumb. Uh, and you know what I like where she really was adamant about saying that only congressional Democrats voted for it. Yeah. So think about that when you go to the polls. Think about when you are walking in to vote, who you're going to vote for, and which party you're going to vote for. Because remember, the party, her words, not mine, only congressional Democrats voted for it. The party that voted for it is what gave you uh, the current situation we're in today. She's dumb, man. Wow, she's dumb. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't with the, these people. And she, it's not very well thought out what she has to say. Look, I, I am not hired by the White House. I would be, I would say loosely considered an influencer and that's very loosely because I'm not very well known. Maybe I'll get there someday or not. For right now, I just do my own thing here. Uh, the, the way she speaks 
where she just keeps jamming, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 and, uh, uh, it was very good at the time. And, um, uh, 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 I don't know why you would hire a press secretary that's not more poised and doesn't have maybe a larger background in public speaking where she can answer questions without trying to think, because I know she's thinking. She's trying to, the first thing that comes into her mind or what she's supposed to say or what would be the correct thing to say without hurting anybody. So that's the delay. That's the uh, 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 before she, it starts flowing out. I don't know why they would, wouldn't hire somebody that is a seasoned speaker that could get out there as a press secretary and fire away. You got a question? They got an answer for you. I know why she got hired. She was just part of a checklist. It definitely had nothing to do with, to do with skills, and you can clearly see that when she speaks. So I know why she was hired. But you think at some point you got to just bite the bullet there and just say, "Hey, we we got to get rid of you." You know, I, I need somebody that's going to go in there and talk a little bit more intelligently, that can handle the pressure when people are you know firing shots at them or her. That can fire right back without a delay, without the uh, 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 going on. <laughs> Just my opinion. Yeah, well, like it, don't like it, it is what it is. Um, here we go. You know, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of electric vehicles. You know, I, I always have such nice things to say about them. And I'm really not against them, to be honest with you. I'm against the crappy technology that comes with them because it's, it's just not practical yet. Let's say that. It's just not practical. Well, General Motors is uh, going to push forward. You know, they're not, they're not going to slow down. As part of General Motors' goal to sell only electric vehicles by the year 2035, the car company's new Cadillac, uh, oh God, Celestique, Celestique, I guess if you want to make it sound fancy, Starting at a the low, low and affordable price of $300,000 before delivery and fees and options uh, will be hand-built to the customer's preference, according to a report by the Business Insider. The heavy price tag will reportedly get customers a sedan, exaggerated concept car styling, and... Uh, it's going to look nothing like nothing else on the road. I guess you can kind of customize it however you want. The car is meant to compete with high-end brands like Rolls-Royce and Bentley. I got to tell you, listen. My father, when we were children, owned a 1978, I want to say it was a Silver Wraith. Now, he bought it, was used, uh, and it was in bad shape and fixed it up because he like the car so much and what an amazing car that is i don't see cadillac under any circumstance being able to compete with a rolls royce just my personal opinion i've actually driven in them i know what the leather in them smells like because it doesn't smell like anything else that you buy because they used at least at the time they used the finest leather you could buy i mean these cars were top top notch. I don't see Cadillac matching that. In today's times, I believe, I don't follow that closely, but I believe that uh, England or the, they don't, Rolls Royce is no longer there. I think Germany makes them now. If I'm correct about that. I might not be if you're an enthusiast for it and you know I'm wrong, send me a message, but I think that's the way it goes. 
And I don't even know if they're hand building them like they used to, or if, you know, they're on an assembly line anymore. I don't know. But I, again, I don't see Cadillac rivaling, uh, rivaling them or even keeping up with a Rolls Royce, but they also threw Bentley in there. All right. It says it looks exceptionally long and has a slanted fastback rear end, uh, reminiscent of EVs like the Porsche, uh, Taycan and the Mercedes-Benz EQS. Along with the interior, marked by sleek lines and clean aesthetics, the car will have five screens with, with most of the extravagant displays consistent of two separate screens combining to 55 inches in length and spanning the dashboard. There will also be a slanted front command center mounted to the center console and the backseat passengers will have a rear command center and a 12.6 inch screen mounted to the front of the seats. Now, all this sounds great. It's going to have ambient lighting. They're going to put leather. They're going to have a glass roof that I think goes the span of the car, but it's actually four individual panes. That'll be, you can operate individually for yourself, I guess, depending on where you're sitting in the car, but here's where it gets a little sticky. <laughs> here's where I come in. Yeah. Uh, most interestingly, this brand new Cadillac is only going to get 300 miles to a full charge. <laughs> You're going to pay $300,000 for a car that has a 300-mile span. That's it. And you have to keep in mind that would be under optimal conditions. That's going to be perfect conditions. You're going to get 300 miles out of this car because it's just like gasoline. Under the best of conditions you get X amount of miles per gallon. So this one, you get 300 miles. <laughs> oh my God. You're paying a thousand dollars a mile, <laughs> 300 grand, 300 miles. There it is. All right. Well, interestingly to just show how that can change, just it proved the proofs in the pudding, right? Last month, a YouTuber with 1.4 million followers attempted to tow a 19 30 Ford Model A truck. That's probably a beautiful truck. Uh, with his brand new 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck. Not probably what he was hoping to have happen, but yet it happened anyways. The truck's towing was 3,500 pounds, and he said he couldn't even go 100 miles. He said the truck can't do normal truck things, You'd be stopping every hour to recharge, which would take you about 45 minutes. Just going back to the word that I used in the beginning, he said that would not be practical, which is why I played off of that word. He also said that I had this thing charged to just over 200 miles when I started my day. So there's ample margin for error when it comes to the range and towing. Also, also considering the fact that the trailer was going up empty two times. After attaching the empty aluminum trailer to his truck and pulling out of his neighborhood, which was just about a quarter of a mile away, the EV had already lost three miles of its range. By the time he got to his location, which was 32 miles down the road, the vehicle had lost a staggering 68 miles of range, <laughs> more than double. 
So, I'm not against green technology, but unless you bring me something that functions just like what I have now, I'm not interested. I can't imagine. I, You guys live where you live. I live where I live. Where I live, landscaping trucks and, and uh, guys pulling stuff all over the place. You got construction workers. You're pulling a, a container that you're dumping trash in. You're pulling equipment around, heavy equipment around, cars, everything. There's no way that these guys are going to switch from the combustion engine to an electric motor where they're going to have to go somewhere, maybe do a uh, short ride and have to charge it while they're loading or unloading and sit for 45 minutes having all that dead time to continue working. How's that going to work out for, say, delivery drivers? You know, you have guys that deliver to your house. For you, You're replacing your washer and dryer. Once you replace your washer and dryer, they usually take the old one away. Well, that big truck's got to make however many stops in a day it makes. Depending on, they're probably making, I would say, uh, five to ten stops a day, depending on how close everything is to each other. Well, do you think they'd be able to do that? Probably not. They'd probably have to make a stop or two and then go plug it in for 45 minutes. Then you're having all these guys sitting on the clock for 45 minutes, twiddling their thumbs with nothing to do, just because the vehicle can't keep up because you <laughs> you're running on battery power not gas power amazing that these companies are pushing so hard to make this transition when time and time again it is just showing how they continue to fail these batteries are not good enough so again your brand new Cadillac 300 miles Optimal, optimum conditions, 300 grand. <laughs> you know, uh, back in the 60s and 70s, you know, they, they always do these concept cars. And there's usually a time where people start getting a little crazy and they start making really crazy model cars. And uh, I think we're at one of those points right now in history. I think it's repeating itself where they're going to make all these radical, crazy cars. And it's going to be this phase that we went through. And then we're going right back to the combustion engine. I do not see them getting rid of gas-powered vehicles. I just don't because it's not there. I can tell you, knowing for a fact, anybody that I know is not interested. And then once you see things like that on YouTube where these trucks can't even go 100 miles on a full charge, they're really uninterested. You got guys that love to do all kinds of things dragging trailers around. You know, I, myself, I have, I, you know, I'm a fan of older vehicles. I have my old pickup truck. My wife drives Big Bertha, which is a big old Suburban. Okay, it's a diesel. I got my pickup truck. And on that, I tow around. I tow around if I'm going to go to a car show or it's of any distance that I can't drive. My personal classic vehicle that I have a lot of love for that since... It's got the original motor from 1941. Doesn't do long distance very well. I would have less than zero interest because that means me towing that car, and you got to think how heavy steel is from back in the day. It's going to be a little bit heavier of a tow. I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. If I was going, say, from where I'm at to Orlando, which is about a two-hour and 45-minute drive, 
I'm, I'm not doing that. It's going to take me, instead of two hours or 45 minutes, I'll probably have to stop and charge it every 35, 40 minutes, I would assume. It's going to take me six, seven hours to get there. When in my truck, when in my regular truck, I can get there in two hours and 45 minutes. Towing at speed limit, not, not driving crazy, you know, being in, the, uh, being in the right lane, letting all the fast people drive and go right on by me, just cruising nice and easy. Two hours and 45 minutes. I, why would I trade that for the junk they're trying to sell you now? I wouldn't. And I don't know anybody that I know that actually would. All right. I guess today I'm going in all in on things that really uh, bother me. Uh, in 2016, approximately 100, 100 adolescents underwent gender-affirming chest reconstruction surgery, according to research later published in JAMA Pediatrics. Only a few years later, the number of children receiving this gender mutilating operation soared to 489, a 389% increase. Researchers investigated data reported... uh, that sampled an estimated 1,130 chest reconstructed surgeries were performed on children from 2016 to 2019. Over 98% of those surgeries were masculine, masculinizing, excuse me, mas- mastectomies. Only 1.4%, well, yeah, saying those two words together was rough. <laughs> Sorry. Only 1.4% were feminizing or augmentations or mammoplasties. Of the children who received the chest reconstructive surgeries, 19.9% were also placed on hormone therapies. Researchers noted that genital surgeries are not typical or not typically performed on adolescents, but that chest reconstructive surgeries may be performed in outpatient uh, surgery settings. The research paper published Monday estimated that there are around currently 300,000 adolescents in the United States between the ages of 13 and 17 year old who identify as transgender. That is a staggering number. 300,000 children identify as transgenders? Uh, I'm just going to continue. The patients range from 12 to 17 and approximately 5.5% were reported to be under 14. The majority of patients were 17 years old. In 2019, nearly 78% of children receiving gender mutilating surgeries were white. I don't know why that was important, but I guess it is. Uh, Approximately 53% of the children who received gender affirming care reported other disorders. And I always say this, and it's always nice when you just know that you're right, and then it gets confirmed by uh, other people. Psychiatric disorders top the list, with 21.1% of adolescents reportedly suffering from anxiety and another 16.2% battling depression. So I always say it's not that they have a problem with their gender or with their body. There is another issue going on that we are not treating the underlying causes of this. You're just telling these kids, this is what you need. This is what's going to make you happy. They do it, and it doesn't fix one, doesn't give them what they need, and they're not happy. Uh, the study conducted by Vanderbilt University researchers expressed concern that children looking to transition medically would have their access to surgery restricted. 
35 state legislatures have introduced more than 100 bills that limit or prohibit access to medically necessary gender-affirming care for transgender and gender-diverse youth, resulting in poor mental, physical uh, health outcomes, the study read, which I think is bullcrap. After performing nearly five gender-affirming surgeries, uh, per year on children, Vanderbilt University announced earlier this month that the school would be halting the program. Yeah, okay. So the monsters at Vanderbilt want to pretend that be these 35 senators that are trying to put trying to put regulations and laws in place to prevent quack doctors from chopping the children up, that these kids aren't going to have. Uh, the ability to get the medical care that they need. How about we let these children grow into adults who seek counseling for a certain amount of time at at a minimum? Don't don't you think, do you think I'm a little off here if I say that if you're going to do such a radical surgery, number one, like a tattoo, like smoking cigarettes, like drinking alcohol, going into the military, driving your car. There are age restrictions for almost everything. Shouldn't there be an age restriction for mutilating somebody, for changing somebody's genders, gender, from, from taking a young lady and performing a mastectomy on her and, and she loses her chest? Don't don't we think that there should be much tighter rules and regulations around this? Like, A, number one, you have to be a minimum of 18 years old before you can even think about having these surgeries. And then B, you need to seek some psychiatric counseling for X amount of time to make sure that this is what is really wrong with you and that in the future, these are the problems you're going to face because I hear all the time, that these people that are detransitioning, they talk about not knowing the side effects that were coming their way, not knowing the problems that they were going to face, not understanding that they were going to have to be on a certain medication for the rest of their natural life, not knowing the problems that they could have internally from changing out body parts. So shouldn't we make sure mentally that these people understand what you are about to do is extreme. This is everything that comes along with it. You have to have some psychiatric counseling for X amount of time to make sure that that is exactly what you want to be doing. And that is your problem. Not that they find out that like it said, you're having some other type of psychiatric problem. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're you have anxiety issues Maybe you're just having a little gender dysphoria. Maybe you're uncomfortable in your sexual preference. Uh, Get down to the nitty gritty. Figure it out before we start chopping people up. Uh, Call me crazy, but I, I would assume that if you're listening, that you would probably agree with me that there should be tighter rules and regulations when it comes to this. So while states are going forward and they're trying to prevent people, mainly sick parents, from chopping up 13 and 14 year olds before they're old enough to make their own decision or realize that they just made a very bad decision because that's what kids do. 
You think I would allow my 14-year-old to make a decision like that? You are insane. I'll be making the decision, and if my kid said something to me along those lines, I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's what you want to do? Okay, yeah, you're allowed to do that, sure, when you're 21. And I guarantee you, before they turn 21, that will have all faded away, and they'll well, find out what the real problem is. It's insane that we're allowing this to happen in America. It's just like the COVID shot. It's like an experimentation on us. They're experimenting on these children. They're doing these radical, monstrous surgeries on kids that don't even want it and don't even need it, and that is not their problem. And the the worst part of it is the kid is the one paying the price. It's not mom and dad paying the price because they're happy. They're on the 5 o'clock news being oh so supportive of their kid's choice. Look at us. Oh, we just knew they were different. And we're going we're gonna to just let them chop themselves up. We're the greatest parents in the world. Yeah, you don't pay any price for it. But your kid that's depressed and, and probably tries to commit suicide or maybe, God forbid, even uh, uh, actually does, they're the ones that pay the price for it. This needs to be reined in. This experiment on our children need to be reined in. And, you know, speaking of COVID, and I'm sorry, I know this is off topic, but pay attention today because the CDC is going to try to use their power, which they shouldn't even have any again, and they're going to try to put COVID shots on the list of shots that your child will have to get to go to school, to go to a public school. So now it'll be a standard, it'll be a mandatory shot for your child to attend school, an experimental drug that they're putting in your kid, which has what effect? It doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop you from getting it. Most kids at this point, most people by this point have had COVID, let's be honest, but they're, they just have to make sure their drug companies make money. They have to to make sure that they're all getting their dirty little grubby hands wet. It has nothing more than to, to do than that. Even if you live in a red state, you know the federal government's reach does come into your state when it comes to public schools. So if your kid goes to a public schools and you're opposed to your kid getting a vaccine, you better pay attention today because CDC's talking about it and seeing if they can try to do that. Remember, they already tried to get us all in the companies. Anybody that had 100 or more employees, they were trying to make it where everybody had to get a shot. That failed. There needs to be, we need to be mounting uh, a, a defense against this immediately. And I'm sure there are plenty that are. But to get ready in case these nut jobs decide that the kids need to have this to go to school so we can file a lawsuit immediately and shut that crap down immediately. Because this experimenting that they're doing on kids, whether it be the transgender thing, or whether it be now pumping these young kids full of this chemical when kids are so resilient, their immune systems are amazing, they can handle higher fevers than we can, they can get sicker than we can, kids can handle it. Adults are generally the crybabies. You watch a poor little kid get cancer and they just keep going and going and going. Adults, you get tired and you're just like, you know what? I've had enough. Just let me go. I've had enough. I don't want to do anymore. But the kids will go and go and go until the end. They need to stop experimenting on these kids, whether it be one or the other. We got to stand up for our kids because nobody else will. And just know that the Democratic Party in this new radical left are coming for your kids, they may take a breather and take a step back and adjust their game plan, but they're going to keep coming. They're not going to stop. This is what they want. This is what they're after. 
And it's just unfortunate that it's our children are at the top of the list right now. So we need to stand up and protect our children. I can assure you one thing, at least from my family, that shot will go into none of my children's arms. It ain't going in mine and it ain't going in theirs. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about none of it. On the other hand, it's a pretty strong and bold statement from somebody. (laughs) Uh, Our, our doctor here already said that no matter what the CDC does in Florida, that does not change. Yeah. It will not be mandatory for the children, but Regardless, I know they're not going to stop. So for me, that ain't never going to happen. You're not putting that shot in my kids' arms. Pediatricians aren't putting it in their arms. If I start having some grandbabies soon, I'll be sure I'll be there with mom and dad and making sure, no, you're not putting that in the baby's arm either. I don't care. It's not a vaccine. It's an experimental shot. It does not work. It's a waste of time. And you're testing You're testing on us like we're guinea pigs. Not going to happen. All right. I was kind of on a rant today. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, yes, great review me. Five star would be nice and a comment. I know you want to do it. You've looked at it so many times and you just haven't done it yet. Just do it. <laughs> if you'd like to check out anything else I do, go to my website, littlejocc.com. You can even go to the contact section, send me a message, and I will respond as long as you're calm and cordial and peaceful. Even if you disagree with me, you will get a response. Beyond that, have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow.